Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Welcome everyone. My name is Crystal Andrus Morissette. I'm so excited to be here with you today for our podcast, Chat with Crystal, Empowered Coaching Conversations with Real Women from Around the World. Today is Friday, March 8th, International Women's Day. And it's also the 10th anniversary, the official 10th anniversary of the SWAT Institute, Simply Woman Accredited Trainer Institute. So it's just amazing to me to think 10 years ago, this was our grand opening. And here we are 10 years later. And I'm going to be honest with you. I truly thought 10 years ago when I founded the school and we opened it and we had our first group of students that came in, women from around the world who, you know, um, you know, made that commitment to themselves that they were going to become the most empowered version of them. And then there was going to be this incredible ripple effect and we were all going to heal the world one woman at a time. So it's pretty amazing to me. I'll be honest with you. I did not expect 10 years ago that in 2019, we'd be where we still are as women. I really thought there was going to be bigger shifts um, that have happened. In fact, in 2017, Go figure, 2017, the World Economic Forum shared that it would not be until the year 2234 before a girl or a woman would live in a world of gender equality. Can you imagine? 2234. And kind of scary that in 2015, two years prior to that, the World Economic Forum said it would take 80 years for a girl to a girl born in the year 2015 to live in a world of gender equality. So what these forums, economic forums are telling us is that how can that be? How can we be moving backwards? How can things be getting worse? And you know, I I was going to write a post today. I was kind of conflicted. Do I write something that's a little intense? Do I write something about how far we're still where we're not? Do I do I rain and poo-poo on the parade of all the happy International Women's Days that I'm seeing all over the place? Happy International Women's Day. And, you know, I went on and I read a few things uh, that are happening around the world today. You know, in Turkey right now today, um, I was just looking at this in Turkey today. Um, you know, women are trying to march and they aren't being able to. They're being shut down. They're being forced to stop marching. Um, in Spain, there are marches, there are, there's so much going on around the world right now, women trying to still, but we still know that if you were to have a look at any corporate boardroom and take a scan around the room, you would see that it is 99% still men. That's just still the reality. So, you know, and, and I, I pulled up a, a little, uh, Facebook post, uh, was up today from the New Yorker. And it said, you know, from Washington, the saying that it's terrible what's going on right now. Donald J. Trump told reporters on Wednesday, it's a very scary time for men because women can vote them out of office. It's very scary right now to be a man. 
Trump said. You can do or say something that women don't like and suddenly millions of women will come out of the woodwork and vote against you. I think it's a disgrace. It's getting to the point where men are not able to be able to ridicule women at their campaign rallies without being terribly afraid that women are going to vote against them, he said. It's a very scary time. Trump said that if women are allowed to get away with voting, oh, I need to turn off my outlook. I hear it dinging. If women are allowed to get away with, let's go back to that, vote, or if women are allowed to get away with voting men out of office, no one will be safe. I'll tell you what's going to happen, Trump warned. This was in October of 2018, six months ago. If it's up to women to decide who's in power and who's not, men like me aren't even going to run. <laughs> Later in the day, Donald Trump Jr. Echoed, echoed his father's words. Last night when I put my sons to bed, I had to tell them to be nice to girls, he said. It broke my heart. So Andy Borowitz is a Times bestselling author and a comedian who's written for The New Yorker since 1998. He writes the Borowitz Report, a satirical column, column on the news. So obviously that was a, a, a joke column that came out in The New Yorker. But as I read it, I thought, that that's literally where we're at right now. That's still literally where we're at right now. And so women are being called like never before to step into their power. And what does that mean? To have the courage and the confidence to tell the truth, to tell their own truth, to do what must be done so that they can live in a world where they feel safe, where, you know, I just look at uh, what just went on this week with Gail King, who did the interview with R. Kelly. And it just reminded me of the Kavanaugh trials where, you know, we women are expected to be diplomatic, maintain composure, do not seem like we're crazy. You certainly do not want to come across like a crazy woman. And yet these men can just have these freakouts. And we almost, I don't know if anyone else has this in them. And I swear it must be, my Stockholm syndrome, <laughs> not that I want to take on a syndrome, but I think when you've been groomed and any woman living in the world today on some level has been groomed for patriarchy. And even for me being sexually abused. And then when I was young, still having a level of like, I don't want them to get in trouble and you don't want them to go to jail and you don't want to ruin families and you don't what like, it was it that bad? Maybe I can get over it. Maybe I don't have to tell anybody. Maybe... And even watching R. Kelly get himself so worked up. Do you know that I even had that moment of like, maybe, maybe we got it wrong. Maybe it's, and then I have to say to myself, Crystal, like what? Why are we so afraid still to tell the truth? And why do we women have to be so composed all the time when we talk about things that are outrageous, that are wrong that should not be happening anymore in the world especially here we are in the year 2019 so it is international women's day and i'll tell you what i can do i can at least continue to do the work that i do and to empower the women that do want to enter into my world into our world into this global coalition that we've created at the swat institute and i do want to let you know that coming up later today we are launching our very next we in January, we, we did our very first ever graduating class. And we had over 100 women that signed up to take the personal empowerment coach certification. And wow, what a group of women they have so inspired me, I feel like I got a fire lit back inside of me that is blazing bigger than ever. And so today we are launching our next 
graduating class um, for for women to to join as a sisterhood. We're going to be taking our next group of women through our personal empowerment coach certification. It's going to be starting April fifteenth. So the March the through the the month of March, we are actually taking a thousand dollars off tuition. It will be going up as of April first. But I would love anyone listening right now. If you have someone in your life that you're thinking, wow, they would love this program, or you yourself are thinking, it is time. I didn't jump on board in January when they launched this, but the time is now, and I am so ready to become my most empowered self and to heal any of the wounds that are keeping me from shining, from vibrating, from feeling fully alive, from honoring myself, my gifts and my talents, and from having the courage to really show the world who you are. So if you're up for really stepping into your greatness in 2019, I would love for you to check it out. Head on over to www.swatinstitute.com and check out courses and you'll see our personal empowerment coach certification. And let me tell you, that doesn't mean it's personal, like you're personally becoming empowered, although you are going to become, even if you're already empowered, oh, the tips, the tools, the processes that are going to so enhance your own life as well. But the reason we call it the personal empowerment coach certification is that this is going to allow you to coach any person in any area of their personal life. Could you probably adopt adopt this type of empowerment coaching to helping them with their business or to have courage in their business life or to have courage being more visible in business? Absolutely. But this isn't a business course. This is to help someone become the greatest version of themselves personally, to be the best person they can be. And it really does work for men, women, children, teenagers, but we give women a safe place to learn together. And quite honestly, there are women in our school that come from countries where they wouldn't be allowed to learn these processes if men were also there. So it's pretty amazing that we are now in over 45 countries and we have women from all over the world, every denomination, every culture, every religion, who are in all ages, who are realizing that together, United we stand, divided we fall. And women are uniting right now, supporting each other, collaborating with each other, coming together as soul sisters so that each one of us shine brighter. And really, you know what? That's what synergy is. Synergy is when the sum of all the individual parts come together and they're way more powerful as a group than if you were to add up all the sum of our individual energies or power. So I'm so excited about it. We're going to go to the phone lines now, though, uh, because I do have our podcast on a conference line. So if it does sound a little bit tinny, like I'm on a telephone, we're doing the best we can. But we have women from all over the world who are able to call into this conference line on local landline numbers. So we love to be able to have this platform so that any woman, last week we talked with someone from Paris, France. The week before we talked with someone from... Canada. We talked with someone living in New York. So it really does give us an opportunity to reach as far and wide uh, as possible. So if it does sound a tiny bit tinny, we are not in a traditional studio. And so I apologize for that. But we're going to go straight to our phone lines and we're going to do some coaching today because what I love about our empowerment coaching is that you can literally have someone that you don't know where they're coming from, you don't know what they're going to tell you, you don't know what the problem is going to be, you don't know what the challenge they're going through, but empowerment coaching 
works for just about every challenge, just about every problem, because it's helping that client recognize where they're at, the lenses they're looking at this problem through, and then we shift them to a higher place, sort of like when Albert Einstein said something along the lines of, you cannot fix a problem from the same energy that created it. So we actually shift energy. We shift our energy into a higher place where we have a greater perspective and higher wisdom on the situation. So going to the phone lines right now, and I am unmuting our very first person. Come on, baby. There we go. I think it's someone from Arizona. Hi, who's this? You are already unmuted. You just have to say hello. And if you're not from Arizona, just say hello because maybe I got the wrong location. So just go. there Crystal? you go. I hear you. Hi. Hi. Um, Who's this? Yeah, What's your well, first I name? In uh, Oregon right now. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? How cell phones will do that. I think you're in Arizona, but you're really not. So just tell us your first name. <laughs> Um, it's Gwen. Gwen, don't worry. No one knows who you are. No one will ever know who you are. You're perfectly safe, and your 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 question today is confidential. It truly is. No one knows who you are. So, Gwen, let's do a little coaching today. Tell me what's going on for you. Tell me what you're going through, and tell me, um, yeah, let's just get started with what made you decide to raise your hand. Just I'm in your other classes, and um. You know, it was really sparked by the course the other night on desire and, you know, you get pumped and then you start, you know, a couple days go by and then the the mind goes and then, you know, you, the, the emotions start going back down and just trying to deal with uh, a lot of things going on in, in my life right now and um, just going over some of the shame yeah. um, aspects and the, the classes have really made me be truthful, I guess, and honest about the the shame that I actually feel and has been buried, and especially in some of the decisions I've mm -hmm. made in the last year, year and a half. And I, I'm in, I'm 59. I'll be 60, and I feel, <laughs> I feel like I just ruined my life, and I just made some really bad decisions, which is how I ended up in Oregon last year and so just trying to really you know it's when you're in that low energy you, you don't see things clearly you don't have the clarity and I I reacted out of well let's talk about that because I, I can hear the I can hear that you're feeling some guilt that you've done something that you feel guilty about and the trouble with that is that when we stay down in that place of shame and guilt then we just still keep talking to ourselves like that and then we keep getting out the metaphorical whip and lashing ourselves. And then we wonder, you know, why we can't get into action and stay in action and stay feeling good about ourselves and rewrite some of those stories and maybe make amends if we need to, maybe say, I'm sorry, if it needs to be said, maybe it's saying, I'm sorry to myself, if it needs to be said, but it's hard to do that when we're still down in, in guilt and shame. So first thing you said is you listened to the call last week. So I'm, I'm thinking you're, you're in our personal empowerment coach certification and you were going through the map of consciousness. So you said, you're up in desire. So something happens, you're in desire. And then after a couple of days, you start to, and I'm going to give you the exact word, fall. You start to fall. And here's what's so interesting about the map of consciousness that we study from Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. Is that the energy 
or the emotion right under desire is fear. It is fear. So that's normal. You, you actually, when you don't know how to sustain your energy, you don't know how to sustain your power, we start to give it away. We start to give our power away. And the way that we do it is that we slip deeper down emotionally. So under desire is fear. So you start to feel afraid. And then under fear is sorrow. You start to feel sad again. Gwen, you're starting to feel sad. And then underneath that sorrow, you feel that apathy again, like hopeless. Like, is it ever going to get better? And I made a huge mistake. And last year I made a bad mistake. And I'm going to be 60. And then we fall down into guilt. And then we start saying to ourselves, what I did was no good. And you know what? Maybe I'm just not even a good person. And then we're down in shame. And then we wonder why we can't stay up there and making things happen. So you're not alone. This is what's so great about it. I just heard your little laugh of truth. Because Gwen, you're not alone. The reason a map of consciousness is created for people and that it resonates with everyone is because this happens to everyone. It happens to all of us. We all have done things or said things or behaved in ways in an honest moment if we look back on, we're like, I'm so ashamed that I did that. And I feel really guilty. What do I do to fix it? And how do I get myself loving myself again, being confident again, knowing I'm a good person, believing in myself, knowing I'm worthy of a great life. Even if I did make a mistake, you're still worthy of a great life, even if you did make a mistake. So could we just unearth the shame story that you're carrying? Like what happened? What did you do last year that you just feel like you, you're going to be beating yourself up for a while over? Yeah, which, yeah, I've been trying to forgive myself. So in, uh, I lived in Phoenix for over 35 years. My background is mostly in social work and I was a medical social worker, did other, other things. In the last 10 years, up until 2000, the end of 2017, I worked on death penalty cases. For death the penalty cases. Death. Okay, wow. Yeah. So that's very intense yeah. work. I mean, without going into to detail. Yeah. And just so the work, I worked with really mentally ill. I've done caretaking, you know, where you're... Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna stop you just for one sec, Gwen, because I'm going to tell you something right now. Any woman... Who has spent, I think you said 35 years, even if it was 25 years, whatever, that kind of period of time, 30 years helping people in social work, working on death penalty cases, you, you are an angel. You are a light worker. You are someone bright. And something happened last year. Maybe it was the totality of working with mentally ill people trying to save people's lives. Maybe it was, and something happened that made you say, I have to take care of me. I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. I'm getting the hell out of Phoenix. So what happened? Well, um, so 2017, uh, I was in a trial starting in January and it was a severe child abuse case. It was one of the worst in Arizona history. It's very bad. And so normally, trials are about four to five months. This was nine months. And my mom got sick in January and was in the hospital. I couldn't see her. I had to put both my dogs down in April at the same time. They were 17. They were my lifeline. Yeah. I've never been able to have kids. And I, I lived alone for like the last 15 years and I, I put them down and that was hard. Yeah. 
And um, yep. anyway, I'm sorry. No, so just keep going. I, I'm in the trial, and my whole, you know, I had to grieve around the trial. Everything, my whole life, I had to go around the trial. And when you're in that kind of very dark energy, hate, vengeance, kill, they hate your client, the jury hates the client, the judge, you see the corruption, you see pure hatred and that energy and the, the dance of trying to hate and the energy that people have about loving to kill people and the hatred just day in and day out yes. just you know it, it took imagine. my energy yes. down and um, I got sick and I couldn't go to the hospital and they thought I had um, uterine cancer and I had to go through all these tests after the trial was over in September and I just said I couldn't do this anymore and then my mom usually comes out in December, and I said they said I couldn't take any time off, which I'd been saving because I had to go to take a couple trips to Mexico on another death penalty case, and then I was supposed to be in trial starting January so, 2018. So, May. did you leave? Did you just the- pack it in? Is that what you did? Pardon me? Did you just pack it all in and leave? Yeah, that's part of it. And then, this is almost embarrassing, but so... I, I mean, another part of my life is I'm gay, I guess, yeah. and okay struggled with my yeah. sexuality, Yeah. and so that's been, you know, very uh, a struggle in itself, too. Anyway, yeah. so I got a call from a woman that I've known off and on for 20-some years and said, she called and says, this was in 2016, said, oh, I've always loved you, you know, I want to be with you, blah, 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 and I'm like, no, because we went through this before 10 years ago, and I said no, because I didn't think she was very healthy, and it wasn't what I wanted. So long story short, I, I this is embarrassing, just but, um, so I, you know, and I just, I think I was alone for yes. 15 years. So what's embarrassing? What did you do? perfect and lovable. So this woman is dangling this carrot in front of me, yeah. and come here, I'll take care of you, I'll help you, and I just, I quit everything. I lost my house. I lost, quit the job. I had no insurance. I moved here. Two days after I moved here, everything changes in this person. <laughs> Once nothing, everything just changed. And so I'm here. I have no support. I have no money. I'm trying to find a job. I can't find anything. Okay. And my mom's in Pennsylvania and she's older and I'm contemplating okay. to go. Tell me why, why you her. feel ashamed. Tell it, me why. Make, okay, Gwen, I'm going to stop. I'm just a mess. I'm going to stop. I'm a mess. Okay, I hear. So... I want to just, I just want to repeat back to you because listen, right now you're my client and then I'm coaching you. And I, if you, if like I, I was about to say, if you were my client, I was coaching you. Well, right now you are. Right now you're my client and I'm coaching you. Number one, I would say to you, Gwen, 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 let's, you've had some stories that have gone on for a long, for first of all to say it's embarrassed. First of all, I struggle with my sexuality. I'm gay. Okay, there's absolutely, and I know that could be hard as a 59-year-old woman turning 60. That wouldn't have been a culture you grew up in to be okay to be. But let me tell you something. If you were born now, and I look at my kids who have friends who are gay, they have friends who are, um, you know, they have friends who are lesbians, they have male friends who are gay. It's not even, there's just not any shame in that at all. So first of all, let's just say that is not a shame story that you should need to carry for another day. Let me also say, there have been a million women in your situation who are 59 years old, who have worked for 35 years, who have just put their heart and soul into 
people and an industry that, like you said, you're trying to defend someone who it's a horrible child abuse case. People hate this person. They want him to die or her to die or whoever it is. You're in all this dark energy. And all of a sudden, this love of your life that's been a love of your life for 10 years dangles the carrot, so to speak, and says, you're nearly 60 years old. You don't need that shit anymore. Come live with me. How many women have done that? Do you know how many women have done that? Because it was a woman doesn't make it embarrassing. It's what a lot of people do. And especially at 59, they say, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It's time for me. So you didn't do anything to be embarrassed of. You were, you got there and things were different. So here's what I would ask you about the relationship. Are you still in that relationship with that person? Um, we are basically just roommates for like the last 10 months. Okay. There's been a lot. Let me ask you this. Other. Let me, let me just go to that right now, because if that relationship, you know, you're saying you're just roommates is if you could wave a magic wand and you could, you could make that relationship and you could get back to the love that you had and the 10 years of really, is there any place in your heart still to try to maybe get some coaching around your relationship or if she were willing to get some coaching do you guys think that relationship is repairable i don't i don't really know okay i guess if, you, if she was if it could, called me and pursued me so i don't i don't know say that again honest. sorry i spoke over you no no that's fine i i i don't know i mean there's been she hasn't even wanted there. She's just very close. And I've tried to talk to her. She also has an anger problem. There's another little. One. So let's. It hasn't okay. been very good. Okay. It's, okay. So, go ahead. So, yeah. So let's just stick with that right now, because here's what I'm hearing. If I had left the 35 years of working and on death penalty cases, that's dark energy and, and so much hatred and, my mother's sick and I put my dogs down and I, I like, I just made this bold move. If you had moved to Oregon and the relationship with this person was good and healthy, do you think this would be a whole different story right now? Is it really that like your heart broken on top of the fact that you've moved or is like, try to just try to put a little bit of perspective around this to help me so that I can help coach you to your better place, to a better place for you. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm a, definitely, I, I think if, if there was, you know, the loving support, the kindness, the compassion, the intimacy, any kind of affection, anything, I mean, yeah, it would be, it would be different. Okay. Would um, you be broke and stressed out financially if the two of you were really operating as a team? Would you feel lonely like you're feeling? Would you feel, would you, those things all be there if you could get this relationship back on track? I'm sorry, what's your question? You what, were cutting out a little bit. Oh, sorry. It's this, you know, I think I can't use this mic. I'm, I'm plugged in through the internet. I think I got to go back to my phone lines. Anyways, that's my stuff I got to figure out. Um, if you and this person could get this relationship back on track, do you think a lot of the stuff you're feeling right now, the loneliness, the not making money, I'm feeling embarrassed, I feel like I've made a major mistake, if that relationship were were better, do you think you'd still be feeling this deep level of embarrassment? 
Uh, no, I do not. Right. So what you've done is you've kind of thrown everything like, and then I left and I left and my dogs died and my mother and my da 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 da, da and I left this thing. And I, but really the truth is what you're struggling with right now is a bit of a broken heart and real disappointment because you're 60 years old, you're nearly 60 years old and you really hope that this was the person that you were going to move and this was going to be the next stage of your life and you were going to have this person to love and you're going to build a life together and you've, you know, if that, if we could get that on track, do you think that the sorrow that you're feeling right now might not be so strong around guilt and shame for leaving that dark energy and the hatred is what I'm getting at? Yes, if it would be better, okay. but you know, I believed in somebody's promises and words and not their actions. And I feel like a fool for believing in somebody when I should have. Okay, so let's stop there for a minute. So you moved there and you said within a couple days in, something changed. Can you tell me what changed a couple days in? Um, she just, there was no support. There was no, she hurt the, her heart just totally how does that how does that happen look. tell me tell, tell let's there's something happened there can't just be i just got there and then her heart closed and like what happened um well you know i moved a lot i left job friends family i left everything behind and so i had to grieve that loss you know that was a, a significant loss for me yeah my home my friends and i had to go through a grieving process and that's normal and it's healthy, but she couldn't be there emotionally to support me. And if anything, I was ridiculed and said, like, aren't you done? You know, you shouldn't, you know, you can't cry. You can't, you know, you shouldn't be this. You're not the person that I thought you have to be strong. I'm like, well, I thought I gave up. Yeah. I left everything. I said, so I have to. There was you a know, real breakdown in communication. So that was a big part of it. Yeah. So there was a breakdown in communication. So when you got there, she was expecting you to be like, not sad. She was so expectations. You had these two different set of expectations. She expected you to get there and to be like, I'm so happy. I've left everything. I'm a fresh, clean start. And she just wanted to start this love affair with you. And you would just both be in love and high resonating and joyful. And when you got there, you weren't the person that she was expecting. You weren't the joyful. I'm so excited. I've left everything. I'm coming. We're going to celebrate life. We're going to, we're going to, you know, all the fun things we're going to do, you were in sorrow and grieving. And I'm going to just guess, and this isn't to say that what you felt was wrong. It wasn't wrong. It was what you were going through. But for her, she might have felt like, oh, my gosh, like, I just opened my life up to you. You left everything. You're here and you're sad every day. I don't want to do with this. Can you see that from that perspective? Oh, yes. Yeah. In fact, we talked about that. Yeah. And what, what, what would you say to her when you when she wish you guys would have those conversations? Um, I tried to just do some grieving when I was alone and then together try to do fun things together, like plan trips and, you know, just do things to, together and um, Has she ever support lived with anyone? Did she ever live with anyone? Very... Has she ever lived with anyone before you? Oh gosh, yes. And have you ever <laughs> lived with anyone before her? Yeah, but it had been 
15, 16 years, I'd been, I'd lived alone. Right. So you're, I didn't also, even you're also used to 16 years of living on your own with your dogs. And then your dogs are gone. Like that in itself is deep grieving. Like, let's be really honest. Your faithful companions of, of 15, 16 years living alone, you had your best friends with you everywhere you went. So you had some grieving that you're going through. And unfortunately, your relationship wasn't solid enough. You hadn't, it's almost like, you know, I've, I've had friendships, um, not to compare, but I've had friendships where I am going to pick one in particular that the friendship fell apart. And when we first started hanging out, it was, oh my gosh, we had so much fun together. Like she was a lot like me. We, we had great times. She was into fitness. We would sometimes do yoga classes together. We would go out for lunch. We'd have a glass of wine. The lunches were turned into five hours. It was really intense, really fast. And we were really good friends. But what I started to see was she also would have these little crazy flip outs. Sometimes if she had a little bit too much to drink, like, and it wouldn't be like really that she was flipping out on me, but she was flipping out and inside. I would be thinking, what am I dealing with here? And she would tell me about, and it would just get really intense. And I would say to her, I know, but like, we don't have the years and years of friendship. Like I, I couldn't explain it in any way then. I don't have enough invested time in this relationship to handle this level of intensity. I just don't have it. Like maybe if we had been besties for 20 years and now you're going through some breakdown, I would have the years. It's almost like having children, right? Like you have your little baby. I don't know if you have kids, but you have, no, you don't. But you have your little baby. I say to my husband now because he, he, we got together when my kids were like 10 and 11. And I said, you have to understand when you're going through teenage years and your kids are crazy and you think, who are these people? Like that's, that wasn't my, that's not my four-year-old. You have have, you've had 10 years of loving these precious little babies that adore you. So by the time you get to be teenagers, you're like, I have enough in my love, in my love well. I have a huge reservoir of love for this person to get me through these crazy times. And then they hit their 20s and they come back to their senses and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I hung in there with you. But sometimes in relationships, if, if we don't have the invested time and the memories and the joy and the... People, and it's not that what you did or what she did, but people can just shut off, like just shut down. It's like, whoa, this is more than I bargained for. And do you think that might have been what happened to her? Well, yes, and she's been what you might want to call emotionally unavailable throughout her whole life. And she said other relationships were not helpful. And her last one, they were together seven years, she had to get a restraining order. And so, you mean, there's been a lot of patterns of very yeah. unhappy relationships. And there's a lot I didn't know until I came after I found, right. found out a lot. You know, you don't know, you know somebody, but you don't know them until you live with them. Absolutely. And, with them and that's why I'm saying you have nothing to be embarrassed of, Gwen. You have nothing to be embarrassed of. You got there and then you realized, whoa, and let's be honest, you were running. Like, you were running. You were like, my mother's really sick. My dogs have died. I'm in this brutal, dark child abuse case that they're wanting the death penalty. I've been doing this 35 years. I'm now starting to get sick. You are ill. And you have this, this offer that just feels like I could just leave all this crazy and go there and it's going to be better. And I just say, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, you know, you're not a flake. You put 35 years into a career and in one place and you had your home and you're, you're not a flake, but here you are now. So what I want to help support you in is 
getting back into a higher place within your own being to remind you of who you really are and then to put a plan together so that you don't have to stay floundering in where you're floundering right now because you're still young enough to be able to go out and build a life that you're going to love and that's going to give you what you need and is going to fulfill your passions and talents and gifts. And so, you know, if you were to almost imagine on the scale of consciousness or the map of consciousness that each level, where would you say that you're resonating right now? Do you feel like you're in shame? Do you feel like you're in guilt? Do you feel like you're in blame? And so I'm hearing, here's where I'm hearing. I'm hearing some blame at this woman for not being who you thought she was. I'm hearing sorrow for sadness of what should have been and could have been and ought to have been when you moved there. And I think the reason we get caught there is that we're afraid to do, we don't know what to do, so we don't do anything. And so I'm hearing you sort of falling down. It's sort of like you're going to have to push through some of your fears to figure out what you really want and to be able to have, to get yourself feeling almost angry instead of, feeling sad, almost getting to the point that you're mad. Like, why did I let, how long has it been now that you've been living there? 10 months? Um, I've been here a year. A year. February. Was, okay. So yeah. what if you were to say, what if you were to push through and you were to say, okay, there is a lot of sorrow, the could have been and should have been and ought to have been. And the fear, tell me what your fear is right now. Why, what's your fear of leaving her? I don't know where to go and I don't have money. I can't afford a house and I can't live. There's nobody I can live with. I, okay, my wait, mom no, is wait, that's just one story really because wait, do you have a job there at all? No, okay. I've been looking. I have two recruiters and I've been, um, is that looking where, and looking where, and okay. I, where are your friends? Gwen, where are your friends? Where are your friends? Where are the friends who have been your friends for most of your life? In, Pennsylvania and in Phoenix. Okay. So what is there in Oregon to keep you if you're not going to be in that relationship with this woman and she's not the woman you thought she was going to be? Are you ready to leave that relationship? Yeah. In fact, I, I have been. I looked. I, I couldn't move because it was winter time and I looked a couple times to get out of here. Yeah. I'll keep hearing a little aperture. Okay. So if you could wave a magic wand right now. And you could, let's just say you had the ability to make whatever you want happen to happen. Would you want to repair this relationship, stay in Oregon, get a job, try to make this a love affair again? Because you, you'd be amazed that you, how things can change when you make that commitment and desire and you learn how to communicate in a different way with that person. Do you feel like if you could wave a magic wand, that's where you want to be and you want to have a love affair with this woman? Or if you could wave a magic wand, would you want to be in Pennsylvania with a great job? Would you want to be down in back in Arizona where it's nice warm weather? Where would you want to be if you could just wave a magic wand right now? Well, that's been a huge dilemma, Crystal. Um, I've just really tried to do a lot of soul searching about that, and I don't. Okay, I, let's I, do it I like honestly, this. I'm going to do it so simple that you're going to say, are you seriously telling me we're going to make decisions based on this? <laughs> okay, I love that you laughed, though, because that's a good sign. So, yeah. okay, staying in Oregon. On a scale of 1 to 10, this is you're not going to make a decision based on this, but it's going to help you get a little clarity. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I desperately like my deepest desire is to be here and to have a love affair with this woman on a scale of one to 10. One is I need to get the hell out of Oregon. Just really quick. Um, 
What number? Probably a three or four. Okay, so three or four to stay in Oregon. Okay, now on a scale of one to ten, you got to do it so fast you can't let your mind get in there and start thinking. On a scale of um, one to ten, to move back to Phoenix. Five. Five. Okay, so it's a little higher. On a scale of one to ten, to go to Pennsylvania, be closer to my mother, get a job there, and build a new life there. On a scale of one to ten, quickly. Five. Five. So we know you got to get the hell out of Oregon. The question now is, are, is there more opportunity in Pennsylvania or where's the other place you would, you were thinking of going? It's Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Is it just Pennsylvania? That's your option. Yeah. Okay. So I'm already going to tell you with every ounce of my being saying, okay, so both are not exciting to you because it's scary. Both are like, that's, it's scary. But what you're saying is I can't stay in Oregon with this woman. So where does your mom live? Is she in an old age home or could you move into her home with her just temporarily? Um, no, she lives alone. She's in her mid eighties. She, the house is falling apart. She's, she's a hoarder. And so is my brother. They're terribly bad hoarders. And so I, there's not even a closet. There's, Okay, so the do you really want to move to Pennsylvania with your hoarders? Yeah. Do you really want to move to Pennsylvania? <laughs> like, what if this was, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have a new chance to start a new life wherever I want to go. How exciting. Just imagine, you're not going to do anything yet. We're not doing anything yet. You're not having to make any action steps yet. You don't have to have the courage to do anything yet. I just want you to dream for a minute. Where's your favorite place? You're American. Like, you know what's so great about being American? You can live in the cold or you can live in the heat. You can live where it's a desert. You can live where it rains. You live in one of the greatest places in the world. And let's imagine right now that you could pick. Do you want to live in Florida? Would you love to live in California? Would you like to live where? Where? If you could wave a magic wand. Where have you dreamed of living? Pardon me? Where have you ever dreamed of moving to? I haven't. Because <laughs> you've been helping people not be killed. You've spent so I've much. I've been of, helping. Yeah. To fix. Well, yeah. Well, like, uh, yeah, it was everything in a death penalty case. And actually, I've only been doing that for 10 years. I was a social worker in other places and fixed people. And right. like the mitigation, the sentencing for capital cases is 100% of my work. And so life or death is all. Yeah, that's heavy, on heavy, 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 anyway, heavy, heavy duty. So Heavy duty pressure, yeah. Gwen. What if you could lighten up a little bit? And like, what if you were like, right? Like, like I'm hearing the laughter of like, it's time. So is Oregon a great place to live? Is it beautiful there? Would you want to stay there? Just get on your own? I'm liking it. I've tried to get support. I mean, I love my family. It's just, I'm at the irony of I'm, I'm at opposite ends. And I'd like to help my mom. I love my mom and I, She's older and alone, and I'd like to help her and be with my dysfunctional family. Great. There's but, a laugh. You know. There's some truth. The truth is I, my mom's getting old, and I'd like to be with my dysfunctional family than being out here with nobody. So I would say the reason that you haven't gotten a job yet, I'm just speaking intuitively right now, the reason that you haven't gotten that job yet, even though you have two recruiters and you have an incredible resume, is because maybe you're not supposed to get that job there right now. What if you were to put out the word in Pennsylvania, just while you're there in Oregon? Put out the word in Pennsylvania and start just just banging off applications yeah. everywhere you can right now in Pennsylvania. See what comes up for you. 
Right. And yet I've made some contacts. The only thing is I don't like it back in Pennsylvania weather and whatever. So, I mean, every place has a compromise. Yeah, and so, it does. But I'm hearing you say, I love my mom. Da, da, da. She did do. I would like to be with her. So I'm saying, like, you're going to have to make some decisions. And I say... Being in an abusive, unhappy, neglectful relationship, it's what I heard you say is it's not that everything in my life is so bad. It's that I'm heartbroken. And now I'm in this situation where I've given up my home and I've given up my things. And you, you're going to have to, like, if you could wave that magic wand and you could say at least somewhere is better than here. What would be? What, if you could get to Pennsylvania, is, is that a step up? In some ways, yeah, because I would have support and love and my, I love and just to be with For my sure. mom. For, that's it. How much longer is she going to be around? Well, I, not much. Right. So why don't, why don't you, why don't you start getting your head around that idea? And you don't have to be in Pennsylvania forever. You live in a great country that you maybe will become an empowerment coach soon. You might have a really amazing career as an empowerment coach, and that means you could live in Pennsylvania in the summer and move somewhere warm in the winter because your clients, as long as you have a laptop, you can do it from anywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things I'm contemplating. So it's just I'm in my head all the time. I don't sleep. I'm just, I've always been a, yeah, you know, a head person, and one of the things I did to move out here, I grew up, my dad, I mean, I posted before, very abusive, and we'd have to leave in the middle of the night, and so I, I've been in this fight-or-flight reactive uh, mode my whole life, and so what I did, I, I tried to make sense of my decision, and I think I just, after the trial, after the everything, I just reacted, and I panicked. The little girl in me just didn't think I could take care of myself and didn't just left and so I'm I'm trying to make a more heart centered yeah a decision out of woman energy you want to be in woman energy to make this decision you don't want to be in a place where you're you know still reacting so okay so you 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 feel like maybe a little daughter energy kicked in and you ran off to Oregon in your daughter energy but mother energy will just stay there and you know keep lashing herself and and make decisions out of guilt and you know i you know there if it were me i guess i'm going to think from my perspective i would look at a couple different things i personally would have the courage to really have some conversations with your partner who is like a roommate right now and to see what you can do to really try to repair that to talk from your heart to talk from not talk from that racing mind I would love to be able to support the two of you do a little co I would love to be able to do some coaching, see if you can get that back on track. And then you're going to have to make some decisions and try to remember that there's never the moment of absolute certainty. Like, like a lot of people think there's just this, it's a 100%. That's the right thing to do. Sometimes you just have to make the choice. That's a little higher. So five is higher than three. Now, let me ask you this. If you could stay in Oregon and, and repair the relationship, what number would you give that? Maybe a six. Okay. So the truth is you really... But not just... Yeah. yeah not just repair it, but to really exceed it because it was never that great to begin with. Hmm. So really to improve it, to really get you guys into a good place where you're communicating, you're sharing, you're connecting, you're being vulnerable, you're, you're you know, just letting yourself love and be loved. 
Yeah, I don't know what that's like, really. Yeah, so. Right? so it this could be you. You have to know that, Gwen. This we can't you see the thing is when we don't do the work on ourselves, when we don't do the work on healing the story of like I've been in fight or flight my entire life. Uh, if we don't do the work, and you're doing it, like you're doing it right now with this course. So I would say, honestly, put the feelers out there, send some, skip some things in Pennsylvania, see if a job comes through, because that could be a sign. Keep trying to find a job where you're at. And let's really dig in and do the work to heal the stories that have made you think you have to fix, you have to rescue, you have to save people because when you're constantly being able to save and rescue and fix other people, we never have to feel our own feelings. Believe me, it happened to me in my 40s and I'm 48 now. But in my early 40s, I almost had a melt. I did have a melt, almost like a meltdown of like, I don't even know if I want to be here anymore because my entire existence is about loving, helping, saving, rescuing, fixing other people and I'm exhausted. And then I had to realize yeah. like, wait, Crystal, you have to take care of you. And my 40s have been dedicated to healing deep, deep wounds. And in a very honest moment, my husband right now would say, you never did. That's not true. We've been amazing from day one. I would think, oh, there were many times I considered leaving you. He probably doesn't even really, he doesn't even get, because he thinks we're so amazing. But I realize now, God, I'm so glad I never left him. I'm so glad I did the work to heal me. I'm so glad I did the work to shift me up through that fear and the sorrow. I'd been my heart broken. I was afraid to trust when he gave me signs that I just thought I'm done. I don't need this. I don't need anybody, you know, and I'm just so glad I hung in there and just stopped focusing on him and what he wasn't doing for me, wasn't giving to me. And I just did so much work on healing the wounds that prevented me from really letting myself be loved, really loving a man. And for you loving a woman, it's different than loving dogs. It's different than loving children. Those are like, those are, they're different, but really letting yourself love and be loved by another adult, a love partner, that's serious courage. And I just feel like, I know we've had a quite a good long conversation, but if we were, if you were my client, I wouldn't, I would say right now, I don't want you doing any, don't do any like big changes, but Put the put the filter, put the idea out there, and I say this: if you could wave a magic wand and get you and your partner back talking, back laughing, back at least being friends again, I think that would shift your energy in a big way, and then I think you would be in a better place to make some decisions. Does that okay? Make any? Does that resonate with you? Yes, it does. Yes, and I I appreciate your time very very much no, thank you it's, no it's my pleasure i wish i could give you more right now but i feel like i think you got to get some clarity around what you really want and very rarely when i ask someone who's in a bad relationship what do you really want do they say i really or not in a bad relationship just in a relationship where they're a bit heartbroken if i were to say what do you want and they would say things like well, i don't want to fight and i don't want to don't want to argue anymore and i don't want to i said well what do you want like i do you really want to break up? Is that like, if you could wave a magic wand and have like best case scenario, is it break up or is it learn how to communicate and learn how to love each other and learn how to be friends again and learn how to, so at least if I do realize this isn't the person for me, I don't have to leave demonizing that person or feeling demonized. I can leave in woman energy. 
or I can stay in woman energy. So I'll often say to someone when they're really in that sort of place is don't make any bold decision, but make the decision. Because I would say, what would you really want? And most people, if they were to tell the truth, and it takes so much courage to be vulnerable, they would say, I want to heal the stories inside of me that are stopping me from showing up in this relationship as my best self. I want to have more understanding and compassion and that I can communicate with this person in a way that maybe I could get to know the real them and get to help them to be their best self. That's really what most of us want. We don't want to fight. We don't want to break up. We want to improve things. And to learn to love myself. And to learn to love yourself because here's the thing, when even if you leave her, you're going to get in another relationship. And if you don't do this work, all the same patterns are going to show up. Your mother, her, her protection is a hoarder. That's how she keeps herself feeling safe. She's got things all around her so she doesn't have to feel loss. Your brother is the same. You've just found a different form of protection. And I think part of it is being a lone wolf. I think part of it is that you got there and you were, you were sad and scared and really kind of grieving and, and your partner didn't have the skills to handle the totality of what you've been through and the loss you've just been through and the pressure that you've been under for 30 years. And the she just didn't have the skills. Doesn't mean she's a bad person. It means she doesn't have those skills. But these skills can be learned. I don't know why they call them soft skills because to me, these are like the most important skills in life. Mm -hmm. And if she's not saying get out, and you don't have anywhere to go right now, why don't you just pretend you're a single woman living in that house and at least you have a place over your head and dive in and do the deep work of healing your heart. And and you can call back in next Friday and we can do more coaching. This is, you know, and I highly recommend you get a mentor coach through the SWAT Institute and have someone every week to talk to because they're all skilled in exactly the same thing I'm skilled in. And we all have the same formulas and processes. And everyone you coach will, that coaches you right now will recognize, I know it, they'll hear apathy, they'll hear sorrow, they'll hear fear. You're not guilt and shame. You're not in guilt and shame. You're not a woman that needs to carry guilt and shame. Gwen, you've done, you've lived a life that has given to so many people. You have nothing to feel guilty about. And you have nothing to feel ashamed about. I get why you're feeling a bit hopeless. You made some major changes and, and, and you just expected things to be different and they're not, and you feel a bit hopeless and that's okay. Let yourself grieve what you wished it could have been and should have been. Maybe write her a letter and send it to me. You know, don't send it to yeah, her. I write yeah, me I started a letter. doing that the other day, actually. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to get you to write a letter to her. And it doesn't have to, and I don't want you to worry about Crystal's a writer. It has to sound good. No, it can just be literally <laughs> puke your feelings out all over that paper. Type it all out or handwrite it all out. What you wished could have been and should have been and ought to have been and how sad you are for the way things are. And just allow yourself to really feel the sorrow around this. And that in itself will shift you out of that shame and guilt and even apathy into realizing this is sad. You're sad. You're not guilt-ridden. You're sad. You're disappointed. And you're a bit afraid. Where do I go? What do I do? If we don't get this relationship back on track, what's going to be of me? I'm scared. Yeah. 
and just I've always I've had like three houses not in, like in the bad parts of town, but I've been very responsible. I've done everything by myself. I've lived alone most of my life. You have I've nothing to feel guilty for. You have nothing now, to feel ashamed for. Yeah, now is the first time in my life I don't have anywhere. I have, I feel home. I have nothing. No, you and do. So, la, 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 la. Okay, now I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you, Gwen, because you know what I'm hearing? That is fear. You do have someone. You've you had always lived on your own. You were accountable only to yourself. You never, for 15, 16 years, you didn't even let yourself be in a relationship, in love. It, like you didn't let yourself have to depend on someone else. And so now you're doing that. I have nobody. No, you do. You're still in a house. You still have a place. And the truth is the part of you that can do it is still there. And the truth is you'll get back on your feet again, whether you're with her or not. You will. You just will. You will, you will, you will, you will. But okay. I, I think this, this is a time for you to right now, you have a roof over your head. There's still food in the fridge. And this is the time for you to do the work, to heal, heal the story. And like really underneath it all, I'm sure there's got to be some, some sorrow and some sadness at your childhood, at having a father that was crazy and abusive and scared the shit out of everybody. Like there's some deep stories here. And, and I think this is a time for you to, Honor yourself. It's International Women's Day. Honor the woman that you are. Honor the help that you've given so many people all of your life and pour all of that into you right now. Okay. So will you write her a letter and send it to me? Don't send it to her right now. Oh my God, I can't send it to her. <laughs> send it to me. But, okay, yes, I, I will do that. Let's start yeah. with that. And then I want you to call in next week and I'm going to just be on the lookout for, for you and even just give us an update of the difference of just even writing that letter and send it to me. And then when I've read it and I'm like, whoa, I hear you. I feel you. I see you. That sucks what you're going through. We're going to do a burning ritual. You're going to go out on your patio or on wherever you have, take a lasagna pan and we're going to burn that letter. We're going to burn what all the should have been and could have been and ought to have been because they're not. It isn't what you wanted it to be, but it doesn't mean it can't be. It really doesn't okay. mean it can't be. You're still living together. There's still hope. And even if it's not her that's going to be your forever and ever, you still got to do this work to heal you so that when you do move on, if you move on, you move on in a place of power. Yes, exactly. I've, I need that. I don't know what that feels like, but I, I'm willing to learn and well, I want I to. I am so happy and, 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 and honored that I get to be a part of this journey with you. And I'm going to tell you, I have helped thousands of women over the years and you're going to be no different than any of the rest of us that have been down and out and felt scared and alone and a little bit feeling embarrassed. I've been there and I'm not there anymore. And you're not going to stay in that place. This is temporary. So, Crystal, do you teach us, you know, like we talk about having the voice like, to stand up first. You sure are. We're going to be getting into communication. You teach us that. You sure, I sure am. I am teaching you all that. We can actually have practice dialogues where we can practice saying, when you, I feel, would you be willing? Like, we'll practice together. You're just getting started. So hang in there. And we've got our 12-week telecourse we're going to be doing. We're only just in week three. So we got lots of healing, lots of love, and lots of empowerment to happen for you over the next couple of months. And then you're in a better place okay. to make some decisions. Yeah. Gwen, are you okay. right-handed well, or left-handed? I'm going to ask you something. Are you right-handed or left-handed? I am right-handed. Okay, so I'm going to do a little shuffle on Colette Baron reeds Goddess Power Oracle Cards, and we're going to end with an Oracle card today. 
Okay. That's how I got to the SWAT team through her. There you go. So let's let's pull yeah. a card today. So I'm going to shuffle these cards, and when you feel ready, you just say stop. And whatever card is on the top of the right pile that's in my right hand, I'm going to turn it over, and I'm going to read you the message. Okay. Are you shuffling now? I sure am. Okay, stop. Okay, let's flip her over. Airy, airy innerhood. I'm going to read you this. It's about time. Okay, number three. You ready? Here's your message for today. Yeah. Here's your empowerment message. Right now, you have... Oh, here's... This is going to... I think this is a really good card. Right now, you oh. actually have all the time in the world to reach the fullest potential of your intentions and desires. Arianerhood, I don't know how to say some of these names, the Celtic, and I'm Celtic, the Celtic <laughs> goddess of time is your ally, and she will ensure your timing is perfect. The hours will expand to give you the space you need to complete anything that you started. Today, recognize that no matter what is in front of you, time is your friend. Consider that everything you intend and desire also has its own relationship to time and all will come to you in the perfect form and in the perfect moment. Patience, dedication, and quiet anticipation are delicate yet potent allies now. Ariana Hood is your champion and your timing is perfect. So don't worry that there's not enough time or that you might be running a time. It says, do you feel that you're too late, too stressed, too overwhelmed to get where you need to go? This attitude is fueled by fear, which has a strange and unusual power to contract time. This goddess of time has an alignment task for you. Breathe deeply and trust the process. And know that even if you are temporarily struggling, you will always have enough time to choose how to experience your reality. You can always course correct. Consider this truth. Struggles, disappointments, or seeming delays are all part of the experience of life on life's term. Yet Ariana Hood says, this too shall pass. When cool heads prevail and faith steers your course, treasure is never far away. Call on this goddess when you begin to feel overwhelmed and she'll remind you of these truths. So we're all just going to take a nice big deep breath and realize time is on our side. And the reason things haven't worked out right now is they were not the right time. And you're doing the work right now. And the time is now for you to do this work, for you to step into your power, and you'll be making decisions from an empowered place versus this scared, weak place. Yeah, thank you. You're so thank welcome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for calling in. How about you send me that letter this week? And um, don't worry about being a good writer. Don't worry about spelling. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about anything. You just get every single feeling you want out. I don't care if it's 10 pages long. You just pour it all out and you send it to me. Um, and then we're going to do a great burning ritual soon. All right. Okay. Just let it flow. Okay. Just thank let you. It God flow. bless you. Thank you for everything. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. You're welcome. Thank you, everyone. I, again, apologize if the sound was not great. We are going to get this figured out. I may have to go back to a telephone, uh, even though I have this fabulous mic. In any case, we're going to be back next week again uh, for Chat with Crystal, Empowered Coaching Conversations. I want to thank everyone who called in today. Lots of hands went up. I love that. Please come back next week because I'm always looking for someone to coach. Um, it's my great honor and my great privilege. And I, I really hope, Gwen, that we've lifted you just a little bit lighter, a little bit brighter. Hope is on its way. Just trust and know and believe. Have a great week, everyone, and happy International Women's Day. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. 
Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.